The heads of two vast, unblinking gorgons stare out between the stone columns of Istanbul's palatial underground cistern. Built in the 6th century, during the reign of Justinian I, the cistern was part of the great Byzantine emperor's transformation of the city. Fifteen centuries of drip and submersion have bathed these several heads and otherworldly algal green. They weren't designed to be here, positioned the wrong way up, supporting columns in the damp darkness. Medusa's petrifying stare once held a protective position overlooking a far earlier structure. Lifted from a despoiled pagan site, they were repositioned and robbed of their talismanic power by the Christian emperor's stonemasons. Medusa's myth is a story of stone, the only mortal among the three Gorgon sisters. Perseus beheaded her with the adamantine sword Harpy. Her posthumous gaze could petrify all manner of things. Ovid described Perseus gently placing Medusa's head in a soft bed of shoreline leaves while he stooped to wash his hands and the plants transforming into the first corals. A snake-head woman whose gaze could turn living matter to stone seems an apt response to a world punctuated by monoliths, needles, fairy chimneys, stalagmites and boulders, all of which look worryingly poised to spring to life. A petrifying gaze is no more implausible than the belief that a solitary diamond might bind two people in eternal love or that mountains grow, continents move, and treasures push up from the bowels of the earth. We humans find it easier to think of abstract notions, such as eternity, than to enter the geological imagination and follow clues in stone that lead back over four and a half billion years to the fiery origins of our planet. Historically, stories have helped us make sense of the incomprehensible duration of the world, Tales of an ancient flood helped explain why the shells of sea creatures can be seen in rocks on a mountaintop. Vast fossilised bones and teeth exposed in crumbling cliff faces or washed up on the shore offered evidence of giants that once ruled the earth. Sometimes a rock split to expose the body of an ancient monster. The spectacle of stalactites and stalagmites growing in limestone caves revealed the miracle of stony birth lithic matter forming in the womb of Mother Earth. As well as evidence of a long and mysterious past, stone has provided the tools of human progress, from the earliest rough projectiles, through cutting and grinding implements, to the rare minerals that power the present-day information age. As human adornment, stones are associated with wealth, and often, by extension, corruption. Invading armies covered themselves with finery in a show of power and plundered the mineral treasures of a conquered territory. Jewels were ransacked from treasuries, gems, jades and marbles extracted from the earth and the carved stones of temples and palaces plundered to take up new positions in structures like Justinian Cistern. As humans told stories and conceived ever more elaborate relationships with their environments, Bright pebbles and other lithic treasures were selected to accompany bodies into the afterlife. Markers within the landscape furnished details of creation stories. Twinned hollows high in the rock were the eyes of a trickster spirit pursuing sisters across hundreds of miles of dusty territory. Pinnacles and slits in the living rock were the dormant reproductive organs of titanic mountain deities.
As pigment paint or handheld totems, stone was used to express veneration for the spirits that animated mysterious, mutable phenomena. The moon and the tides, winds and weather, abundance and fertility. Monoliths marked out sacred sites and provided a framework for rituals. We have turned to the beauty of stone to glorify our gods and ourselves, slicing it to decorate the surfaces of temples and palaces. Michelangelo walked among the stonecutters at Carrara and Pietra Santa and climbed mountains searching for the sugar-white marble that would yield his sculptures. Beauty ideals of earlier generations are passed down to us in carved stone. Alabaster taught 18th-century Europeans what human flesh should look like. In the early 20th century, sculptors allowed stone to lead the way, searching for the forms hidden within. The alchemists' quest for the mythic philosopher's stone propelled scientific discoveries in India, China, North Africa, the Middle East and Europe. They imagined the stone to be lively stuff, the product of mineral reproduction, able to transform metals and extend human life. Indeed, rock is seldom rock-steady. Stones are not still and unchanging, but their transformation occurs on a different, inhuman timescale. The philosophers of today invite us to think like stone, to abandon our conviction that human life is the measure of all things, and to imagine change instead at the slow pace of a mountain. Lapidarium is a chamber of stones, a jumbled collection of lithic curiosities. The green copper roof of the lapidarium at the Czech National Museum in Prague shelters architectural fragments and statuary dating back to the 11th century. The lapidarium at Avignon houses Greek, Roman and Etruscan sculptures and the chipped remains of early Egyptian and Celtic endeavour. Rather than a museum, this lapidarium takes the form of a storybook. Each tale is led by a different stone. From Alunite to Turquoise, spanning the globe and beyond, reaching back through history to early earth. Like waves plucking at shingle, these stories dart from subject to subject, snatching at tumbling fragments from archaeology, geology, mythology, literature, science, sociology and philosophy. No writer could be expert in so much. Coming from art history, I have approached my sibling subjects as a wide-eyed enthusiast and hope these stories will be read in that spirit. Of course, there is space for art in any museum, and it crops up often enough in lapidarium, though not always where you might expect it. This is not an art book, but it does explore ideas of great interest to artists, ecology, deep time, how ideas of beauty develop, the rights of natural phenomena, the construction of identity, ancient wisdom, and the abiding sense that certain objects, a stone effigy of Medusa perhaps, possess an animating spirit. There are many routes through Lapidarium. The stories have been loosely clustered around six themes, but play with them. Stones are good for games, try ducks and drakes or go, and listen to them in whichever order you wish. Together, they explore how human culture has formed stone, and the role stone has played in forming human culture.